Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 9th of March, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The Ministry of Security is under more pressure than ever due to a succession of violent events taking place in the city of Rosario. First, a narco gang attacked a supermarket in the Santa Fe province owned by the family of Lionel Messi's wife. Then, a group of angry neighbors demolished the house of a suspect in the crime of Maximo Jerez, an 11-year-old boy murdered on Monday the 6th. The suspect is accused of being a drug lord. Several protesters were injured, including the boy's father, who was shot with pellets fired by the police to disperse the protesters. After the first incident, the security minister, Anibal Fernandez, controversially declared that the narcos have won in Rosario. Members from both the opposition and his own party were quick to slam the remarks. The former president, Mauricio Macri, publicly criticized the government's failure to combat increasing drug violence in Rosario. Almost 20 homicides were registered in January alone. On Tuesday the 7th, President Fernandez announced that he is boosting the number of federal security forces available in Santa Fe for the combating of drug trafficking and violence. Also, the Financial Information Unit Money Laundering Body will set up a new branch in the Rosario office to be more efficient in tracking money laundering derived from drug trafficking. Many opposition leaders suggested the armed forces be deployed against the drug trafficking gangs operating in the country's third largest city. However, the defense minister, Jorge Tayana, explained that it's not permitted because the armed forces are not trained to fight organized crime, but to protect national sovereignty. Speaking of the fight against drug dealers, Argentina's Customs General Directorate created a department to monitor drug trafficking through the Uruguay River. The new task force will increase patrols on regional transshipments where various containers carrying cocaine have been detected. According to customs officials, drugs coming from Paraguay arrive in Uruguay through transshipment containers, light aircraft, and land cargo vehicles. Then, they are smuggled through the Uruguay River into Argentina, which is not always the final destination. Customs Intelligence has also been trailing the transshipments of cocaine to larger ships headed for Europe and Africa. Let's go back to the topic of sovereignty. The foreign minister, Santiago Cafiero, informed his British counterpart, James Cleverly, that the so-called Foradori-Duncan Pact has been cancelled unilaterally. We're talking about a pact agreed to in 2016 during the previous administration regarding the disputed Malvinas, or Falkland, Islands. In that pact, the two sides agreed to disagree about sovereignty, but to cooperate on issues such as energy, shipping, and fishing, and on identifying the remains of unknown Argentine soldiers who died in the South Atlantic War. On Twitter, Cafiero also said that Argentina's government is looking to resume negotiations on the sovereignty issue and called for a meeting at the United Nations headquarters. The UK expressed its disappointment and rejected the invitation to resume negotiations on the sovereignty of the islands. Since we're talking about the UK, 
an article published by the BBC explains the state of the law on abortion in Argentina. As you may recall, Argentina passed a law in December of 2020 which allows women to choose to terminate their pregnancy in the first 14 weeks. However, depending on where in the country they are, women are still facing issues when it comes to accessing legal abortions. The article dives into the good, the bad, and the ugly of the system and the common obstacles. It also shares some interesting statistics, like how the number of women dying from abortions has dropped by 40% since the law was enacted. Follow the link in the show notes to read the full piece. On that note about statistics, it seems that this summer broke all records and will be recorded as the hottest one since 1952. Some towns and cities have posted temperatures as high as 40 degrees Celsius, or 104 Fahrenheit. Buenos Aires itself hit 38 degrees Celsius, or 100 degrees Fahrenheit. As the heat wave continues, the chances of experiencing more power outages are still present. Speaking of which, Economy Minister Sergio Massa called for an investigation, prosecution, and if necessary, arrest of those responsible for the power outages. The power cut is believed to have been caused by a fire in a field near the high-tension lines connected to the Antucha Uno nuclear power plant. But it is very ironic that it happened immediately after the president gave a speech about Argentina's energy prowess. Speaking of high tensions, the economy minister also announced a plan to break the idea that a debt bomb is about to explode every week in Argentina. He reached a deal with banks and investment funds for a 7.5 billion pesos, about 20 million U.S. dollars, voluntary debt swap that seeks to reprogram maturities to 2024 and 2025. The good news is that foreign spending has quintupled this summer. According to a report by the central bank, foreign tourists spent 164 million U.S. dollars in January, a 480% hike compared to the same month last year. The report stresses that the spending surge resulted from the foreign tourist dollar rate. We're talking about the preferential rate that allows purchases made with foreign Visa and MasterCard debit, credit, and prepaid cards to be processed at the MEP dollar rate, which is significantly higher than the official rate. That way, the government makes the country cheaper for tourists and dissuades them from going to illegal exchange houses that offer the unofficial blue dollar exchange rate. As if those weren't enough rates to keep up with, Argentina's government plans to introduce the so-called dollar Malbec in April, another exchange rate, this time aimed at wine producers. Massa did not reveal its value, but indicated it would function like the other parallel exchange rates, like the soy dollar and the tech dollar rate for knowledge economy professionals. Meanwhile, authorities had to suspend poultry exports after the first case of avian flu was confirmed in the province of Rio Negro. Argentina's poultry exports last year amounted to almost $400 million, with China buying 75% of them. On the other hand, Argentina is closer 
to kicking off shale oil exports, Energy Undersecretary Flavia Rochon said in an interview that in three or four years, the country will have a positive energy trade balance of $8 billion driven by crude exports, which will create surpluses in energy trade and improve the situation of chronic shortage of U.S. dollars. The copper industry may also help. One of Argentina's biggest power producers, Central Puerto S.A., is trying to get in on the nation's copper boom. The Buenos Aires-based firm wants to gain a board seat to help international investors navigate Argentine politics and regulations. They are looking at three projects in the provinces of San Juan, Santa Cruz, and Salta and have received partnership interest from a mining company. In other news, two Argentine companies made it to Fast Company's Most Innovative Companies list. The animation firm 3DAR and Mammogram organization Mammotest are among the top 10 in Latin America and in the top 50 worldwide. 3DAR was founded by two brothers from San Isidro in 2003 and has created animations and VR 360-degree clips for Bad Bunny and Lil Dicky, featuring Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mammotest, on the other hand, built 10 breast cancer remote diagnosis clinics in Argentina and Mexico, where it received over 650,000 patients. The company looks to boost early detection of the disease. Before we go, the dates for the friendly matches that the national football team will be playing have been confirmed. Argentina will host Panama on the 23rd of March in Buenos Aires and then Curaçao in the Santiago del Estero province five days later. While it won't be easy to get your hands on some tickets, they are expected to go on sale a week before the match. This is a great opportunity to see the World Cup winning team for the first time since Qatar. Coach Lionel Scaloni named a 35-man squad that includes all 26 players that won the World Cup, plus a few up-and-coming stars like Alejandro Garnacho. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.